We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good evening, Broncos country. Let's give it a minute for the entire family to join. We're good. All righty. And we are live. Welcome in, everyone, to another installment of the Orange and Blue View. I'm co-host Ron White. On that side is my partner in crime, Thomas Hall. And hopefully everyone had a great Christmas holiday. I know I did. I'm ready for the new year. I'm getting very cold here in, in Georgia, but all is good. How about you, Thomas? How are you doing on this lovely Saturday? Uh, good. Yep. I'm preparing for New Year's Eve. Not that I'm going to do anything, but, uh, you know, getting ready for New Year's and uh, ringing in 2024 and, you know, kind of dusting off 2023 and moving on you know so it's good had good holidays i'm uh you know a little disappointed in that the broncos didn't win on christmas eve so they're kind of pretty much out of the playoff race at this point but uh yeah i mean uh it is what it is yeah and we'll, we'll definitely get into what has transpired um the christmas eve game and all the drama surrounding <laughs> Uh, Russell Wilson this week, but let's welcome in some of the folks here. We got David Yonkin coming in here. Thank you, David. We appreciate you, my man. He says, the players to watch are Stidham, Jerry Judy, Marvin Mims, and the offensive line. He's curious on how this team comes together after all of the BS. Yes, you are right, David. Those are a few players um, to really look at doing this game, and we'll get into a few of these players as we go into more detail with some of the players to watch and the matchups, but it it is going to be interesting, um, Thomas, just to see how this offense functions with new life under center with Stidham. You know, the you know, some speculate, you know, with the drama happening this week, Russell Wilson, part of the reason for the benching, obviously, we know it's been reported as it being financial, you're not right with that injury portion in the clause, but some also argue that performance related, especially with the loss on Christmas Eve to New England, didn't, didn't help matters much. Um, but with that, it's going to be interesting to see what Stidham does, you know, as far as, you know, his football acumen and throwing balls in the middle of the field. Um, we, we've seen in the preseason how he was able to kind of operate and command the offense, although there were times that 
you know, you scratch your head <laughs> with Stidham, but it's just going to be interesting to see what, what happens. Um, and you're right, David, with the rest of the moving parts here, the offensive line, and if we can get Jerry, Judy, and Marvin Mims involved with this new life under center. It'll be interesting to see if the if Sean Payton wants to try and showcase Stidham more than he would normally. Because, mm-hmm. you know, there's obviously a lot of talk about you know the reason why Russell Wilson was benched is is Sean Payton going to try and uh, make it the Stidham show, you know, kind of thing. That's what I'm interested yeah. to see. Is he going to try and show say, say, I told you everybody, Stidham is uh, the person that we should have went genius. with kind of thing. Yeah. But uh, it'll be interesting, I'm sure, uh, once we see how the events unfold during game day. Yes, yes. And then we got Thomas coming in here. Thank you, Thomas. He says, we need to win this Sunday. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, given how – the past few weeks have went down, Thomas. A win this Sunday would be great um, just for, you know, the team moving forward. Um, I, I know the, the playoff chances now are it's not happening, <laughs> as we know, because that they, they should have taken care of business on Christmas Eve. But, you know, just to kind of get the team's spirits up, you know, you're going against an inferior opponent. There shouldn't be, you know, any excuses for the Broncos not to win Sunday. But any given Sunday, as I always say, you just you just never know. Um, but a win this Sunday would definitely be nice moving forward. And depending on, you know, again, I know that playoff window is that door is kind of almost closed, although it's still a little ajar, depending on how some of these other scenarios play out. Um, they could sneak in. But again, it's very it's going to be a very small chance. But yeah, a win with Sunday would be nice. And at this point, you know, the, they'd probably not go to the playoffs, but it would be nice for Broncos country to see a winning season for the first time in a long time. And I, yeah. I know it probably doesn't help their draft position and all that other stuff, but just to have a winning season for the first time in nearly a decade would be would be good. It would be just be nice for Broncos fans in Fortune. general. <laughs> yes, most <laughs> definitely. I agree with that. And then we got Turtle 4614 coming in. Thank you. He says, go Broncos. Yes, go Broncos. Thank you for coming in. And then we got Dominique Martin coming in. Thank you, Dominique. We appreciate you. Mile high salute to my Broncos family. I won't be able to watch due to work tonight. Uh, it's okay. I understand. Work has to call. Have a great show, guys. <laughs> Good luck to Stidham. Judy may be a major target. Can he capitalize? MHH for life, go Broncos. So yeah, Thomas, I guess we can maybe get into, you know, kind of speaking of Jerry Judy here. Um, I guess what are, what are your thoughts there as far as maybe Jerry Judy being a centerpiece for this offense? We we know that Stidham has a little bit more, you know, he can kind of read through some of the regressions. I know he goes to some of those other receivers that Russ may not. Um, so this could definitely be a big day for Jerry Judy. What do you think there? It, it could be if he plays. I mean, he's he didn't participate on Friday because of a sickness. Uh, yeah. So who knows? I mean, they're they're pretty low on wide receivers, so somebody's yeah. going to have to step up, right? Jerry Judy. It'll be interesting to see, to me, um, how Stidham and Jerry. Judy had what their chemistry is together. Now it's hard to say because they haven't, you know, obviously they probably haven't taken a lot of snaps together, but will 
will Stidham be able to see Judy sooner and get him the ball? And that that's going to be an interesting thing because this is how it's all going to play out, right? Like, was was the benching of Russell Wilson the catalyst to get wins or to involve the passing game in a different way that Sean Payton likes? That'll be the interesting part to see. I don't, you know, my feelings on Stidham. I, I didn't care for him in camp. I didn't think he'd play very well in camp. You know, he played okay in preseason a couple, you know, a little bit, but it, it'll be interesting to see uh, if he actually can uh, make this offense go a little bit better. I, I have my doubts, but we'll see. We will see. It's, it's, that's the, that's what we're going to showcase. And it has to be Jerry Judy has to be a big part of that, right? Like mm -hmm. if they really want to make this offense go, Jerry Judy has to be a, a bigger part of this offense. It doesn't, it really doesn't matter who's throwing the ball, but especially with Stidham throwing the ball. Yeah, all good points. And this is a this is a great question and comment here, Dominic. And yeah, we, we have to wish them good luck. You know, we, we have to wish him well with this Broncos team. And you know, if Jerry Judy does play and suit up, yeah, he he has to be a major part. He has to be the one that steps up um with Sutton being out. So, you know, we're looking for maybe Jerry Judy to have again, if he plays more targets here with, with Stidham. And not just Jerry Judy. I mean, we're looking at some of these other players to to come in as well and step up. You know, I think it was mentioned about Mims um, as well and little Jordan Humphrey. So some of these other wide receivers are going to definitely have to step up with the absence of Cortland Sutton. But I do expect Jerry Judy to be a, a focal point from the wide receiver position for an offense. Well, and they're calling up two practice squatters, right? I mean, Dorsett, I yeah. think, is called okay. up and um uh i can't the blanket on the other name i'll look it up but yeah they're calling up other uh other players you know they're they're low on wide receivers so it's gonna if if jerry judy can play be, if he gets better from whatever the flu or whatever's going around and he can play he he's gonna be the best wide receiver on the field technically i mean from his draft status and whatnot we'll just see if he can actually do anything yep yep and we got Woofy Malat coming in here. Thank you. Says hello, Broncos country. Hello to you as well, man. Good having you in here. And then we got Papa Bear David McKillaraff coming in. Thank you, my man, as always, for coming in. David says, Happy New Year and a mile high salute to Broncos country. Tom, Ron, Dylan, and Deacon Scott. Hashtag nine and eight. Hashtag Buckham times three. Hashtag MHH for life. Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. Thank you, David, as always, for coming in. And, yeah, not 9-8. and eight. I know you, we had to temper that record a bit, but, you know, let, let's see how the season ends. <laughs> let's see how it ends. 9-8 and eight can, can happen, and we'll see what goes from there. So, yeah. All right. Yeah, Michael's coming in. Michael Ronquillo, as always, thank you for being here. Michael coming with Facebook stars. Really appreciate it. Saying good evening, Thomas and Ron on Orange and Blue View. Go Broncos. Thanks for being here, Michael. Appreciate it. Michael. Yes. Yeah. And then we got Casey Nickel coming in with a $5 super chat. Thank you, Casey. Says, I look forward to Saturdays for when y'all are on. Thank you, my man. I appreciate that. I got a sneaky feeling Denver is about to drop 30 points and Judy over 100 yards and two touchdowns. Mm, okay, nice wow. little stat projection there. I like it. I like it. Okay. Nice. Well, you know, 
with, with this banged up Chargers team, and again, if Stidham can, again, I'm not saying Stidham is a world beater, but you know, if he can go and be efficient with this offense, I mean, it, it can happen. If he can run Sean Payton's offense as it should be executed, then that that can happen. You know, the, the 30 points, maybe not 30 plus, but close to it, somewhere in the high 20s. And again, if Jerry Judy is that focal point, and if he hits Jerry Judy often, you know, 100 yards is definitely in play. So we will see what happens tomorrow in the game against the Chargers. It's almost like a preseason game, really. I mean, everybody's banged yeah. up. People are not going to play. I mean, it's it's in, <laughs> you got backup quarterbacks playing each other. It's like, uh, I mean, preseason, but with you know the offense out there that that they really want to play, not not a generic version of it. So, I, anything can happen tomorrow. I think I'd be surprised. I would be surprised if they did if they drop thirty, but maybe they will. I, it'd be it'd be interesting to see them do it for sure. Yeah. Yes, most definitely. All right. Well, you know what you what we sh- what you should do this weekend if you don't do anything else is is go get yourself a little Caesar's pizza, right? You know, it's it's football, it's pizza. Make little Caesars the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, part of your game day. I mean, it, it like I said before, it goes hand in hand. And you know what? It's New Year's Eve coming up. Why why bother cooking? Get yourself a pizza. Order online during our Pizza Pizza pregame, one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoffs, plus all day Sunday. And get ready for football and fun. Yes, choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza or pick the toppings that you all crave. Either way, you win. So on my pizza, I like pepperoni, bacon, sausage, a multitude of things. Kind of depends on my mood. Um, and speaking of winning, hopefully the Broncos do win tomorrow. <laughs> Everyone scores with convenient delivery or the in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends, grab your family, and enjoy a few slices doing the game. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. So you want to get right, into so some think, of our victory runs? Yeah, some of the right, keys to victory in the matchups. So I'll, I'll let you go first. What, what, I'll let you kick it off. What do you have as your first key to victory? Yeah, I mean, it's it's really to attack deep. 
I know, I know that, I know that the whole thing is, you know, they're changing to, to Stidham, maybe get a little bit of that more timing, passing the quick throws kind of thing going, but the chargers all season have been susceptible to a deep throw now and again, and they, they give up a higher completion percentage than, than uh, the NFL average. When you're going deep, they've given up five touchdowns, uh, you know, past that 20 yard mark. So, I think if they really want to kind of blow this game open is to hit a couple of those big explosive plays, uh, you know, hopefully to Mims, if he can go, if not Brandon Johnson, somebody get somebody the ball, get some explosive plays deep and kind of open up this game. And that's going to help, you know, that's going to help uh, Stidham if he's not having to play from behind or if it's close and he's got to pass more, get, get some, uh, get some explosive plays going. Good. That, that's a good one. And mine kind of ties into that. Uh, I'm I'm going to go with kind of what I've seen somewhere in the preseason and when he was with the Raiders, what Stidham did well is attack the middle of the field. I, I think that's, that, that, that's a big part. Oh, that's a big thing, which we don't see from Russ. It's, it's always that home run ball from Russell Wilson or holding onto the ball too long and getting into sacks. So with Stidham, yeah, I would like to see going through the progressions and getting the receivers involved, you know, in space, attacking them deep in the middle, using the tight ends and throwing, you know, when pressure's in his face, kind of off his back foot to to the open of the field. So I would like to see just how the tight ends are used with Peyton offense and going through the progressions, how we can just attack deep. Because you're right, Thomas, the Chargers are susceptible to a lot of those, not only the the deep ball, but some of those intermediate throws as well. So just kind of keep going and attacking them down the middle of the field. Yeah, yeah. My next key is really to, um, you know, don't well, you can't ban- abandon the run at all. I mean, you've got to give mm-hmm. Stidham some help. You've got to, you know, you got to come out and establish a, some sort of a semblance of running game. But really, like, I think they should go like attack behind. Uh, ben Powers. Uh, the the Chargers have been susceptible to teams that can that can run right at them in the you know left guard area. Just you know attack that area of the field. Let let Ben Powers see if he can earn his money because you know he uh, he came in as a, a high priced free agent so to speak as a guard. Let's let's let him earn his money. Um, get out there. Uh, you know get that running game going. You know it doesn't have to be. You know, you don't have to try and shoot for 200 yards or anything like that, but get it, get out there, get that running game going. Give Stidham something else to kind of fall back on. Don't put all the pressure on him. You don't want the, the Broncos don't want Stidham to uh, be the one that has to win this with his arm. I I don't think. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, you've got to get other players involved. So that's that's my uh, that's my other key. Yeah, and that's a great key, Thomas. And you know, we'll get to the prediction last, but I I wrote that up as well in the and the mile high round table is, you know, the, the running game definitely has to be a compliment um, to step, you know, so we, we, the, you know, Broncos cannot deviate from that as all as well. Um, but I do expect, you know, I know Williams has been kind of struggling a bit, but maybe some McLaughlin and, and P Ryan as well to kind of help as well. So my next victory or key to victory is win the turnover battle, at least be, plus two in, in, in the turnover battle. We've seen on that five-game winning streak kind of what the turnovers yielded. You know, they, they, they yielded wins. And 
Of course, with the turnover battle, they were able to start or have great starting field position. So I'm pretty sure with, you know, Easton Stick and this and this offense, the defense should be able to be aggressive, be opportunistic, um, and get a few turnovers um, for this offense to help and score. Um, so, yeah, I, I would hope that that would happen. Justin Simmons, Patrick Sertan, those folks come. Um, but I think, I don't know, I think Simmons might be, was he on that report? I think he was maybe questionable as well. Uh, Simmons was, and um, he, uh, with an illness, but he was a full illness. participant on Friday. So he Friday. should be good to go. So, okay, yeah, okay. apparently a flu is going around. So, yeah, yeah. I'm going to give uh, Mike Edel. Thank you so much for the oh, super chat. I appreciate you coming in, awesome. Mike, uh, yeah. saying, hey, guys, very interesting spot the Broncos are in. What if Stidham tears it up? Chris Sims was talking about how Russ has been limiting the Sean Payton offense. I always go back to how negative his former teammates talk uh, are towards Russ. Well, I mean, it's, it, you know, th this is going to – depending on how the offense goes right on, uh, on Sunday, it, it could validate what he's doing or not. You know, that's the thing and not, not long-term, but it was a short-term validation. I don't think Stidham's the answer for the long-term. I don't think Sean Payton thinks he is, but Sean Payton went out and got him. He, uh, he paid him good money to be the backup and we'll see if, if it's Russell Wilson limiting the offense or if there's something else involved, right? Cause if Stidham can go out there and run this offense really efficiently and, and do things that um, Russell Wilson couldn't do, then, you know, Sean Payton will be validated whether or not people like Russ are, is kind of irrelevant really. I mean, cause if he was winning when he was winning, people were all talking about how great he was. And now that he's benched and, you know, people are, who were bad mouthing him last year are now here, uh, you know, defending him. So you, you never know what the truth is or not. It's, I, I find it hard to believe that people don't like Russell Wilson. Cause he seems like a positive person, but that can rub people the wrong way too. And, you know, being, he's kind of a superstar and, you know, he, that kind of thing, you know, maybe that rubs people the wrong way. I'm not really sure. I don't know. Uh, I've heard people say that he, he wasn't good in the locker room last year. I don't know what it is, but it will be, I'm just saying, I don't, I don't think Stidham will tear it up. I think Sean Payton is <laughs> going to try and showcase Stidham. He's going to go out there. He might force some things just to say, okay, see, uh, this was the right thing to do. Uh, Stidham is gave us a spark and that's what I wanted. We'll see if that works, but I, I, I just know, you know, what I see from Sean Payton, he seems like he has an ego, right? I, I mean, there's no doubting that. And he's going to go out there and try and prove that his decision was right, regardless of what the reason was. Yes. Uh, thank you, Mike, again, for coming in with your generosity. Much appreciated. And tomorrow we will see if Sean Payton was right or if Sean Payton was wrong. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and say Stidham will tear it up. I think what I'm looking for is to see how in command Stidham is of this offense, how efficient he is. Does he go through his reads? Can he see the field? Um, we're just kind of looking for some of those fundamental quarterback traits when it, when it comes to sitting in the pocket and just surveying the field. And again, we saw some of that in the, in the preseason and, you know, some good, some bad, but you know, as the full-time starter now, we, we will see what happens tomorrow. 
Um, now, from the Chris Sims comment, it, I think that's kind of, again, I think performance is a part of that reason that goes into the benching. Because, um, you know, when you break down the tape of some of Russell's limitations, they, they're right there on the full display, Thomas. Like holding on to the ball way too long, getting into some of these sacks, not surveying the field. So, you know, it's it, that is providing some sort of limitation on how Sean Payton runs this offense. But again, we will see what happens tomorrow as Stidham has a better command of that. And as far as your, your last comment here with the, the negativity for the former teammates, I, I think a lot of that is driven by the special privileges and kind of what the coaches wanted and favored Russ. We saw that in, in Seattle for sure in the sense, think about that last Super Bowl in Seattle, what they went against the New England Patriots. And, you know, that last play where they were wanting Russ – to kind of be the hero they threw the ball and it got picked and then of course his first year in denver you know he got all these special privileges you know the his own offense and i'm sorry his old office and then he was more in control of kind of what he wanted offensively so i think a lot of the negativity and the you know some of the blowback and criticism comes from some of these special privileges um that were that russ was afforded but again you know, we will see what happens tomorrow. You know, Russ is a good guy. You know, I, I just think what has happened with the privileges have kind of, you know, rubbed some people the wrong way. And you see a lot of the criticism and the negativity from the former teammates. All right, Thomas, uh, we want to get into a few of the marquee matchups. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to grab Naj here. Naj coming, uh, yeah. coming in with a super chat. Thank you so much, Naj. I appreciate you, Naj. you being here. Uh, as always, it's uh, it's great to to chat with you in uh, yes. in the live chat. Says, hey brothers, I don't know what will happen, but the multiple team captains throwing shade at Pey shade at Peyton sure doesn't feel as though players like him. For me, like hope for the direction. Uh, for me, feels like hope for the direction of the team is lost for now. Well, yeah, I don't know what to make of this team. You know, they were winning, and they seem to have uh, bought into this winning mentality and then they go just throw a stinker uh, at, against the Patriots at home. It just, it was really, it's weird. And and the thing of it is, and I don't, I didn't see all of the sideline interactions, but if you watch that mic'd up uh, with Russell Wilson, right? It didn't seem like there was much enthusiasm in any of the sidelines. In fact, the, even when they tie, tied it up, right? When they ran, uh, got that two point, point conversion, it, the only player that seemed hyped besides Russell Wilson about it was, was minors. Everybody else seemed really flat. So mm. I don't know what's going on. It doesn't seem like this team is excited to play. They don't seem like they've got enthusiasm for some reason. And maybe, maybe this change at quarterback will bring some enthusiasm, but I don't know. I mean, Sean Payton, you don't have to, you don't have to like your head coach. The players don't have to like him, but they have to win if if the coach is not a very nice person but is winning that, that nobody cares i mean belichick's never been really a, a great person but they were winning super bowls and everybody was fine with it now that he uh is struggling to win people are like yeah we don't really care for him so let's uh let's move him on down the road and get somebody different so 
I think the ill, you know, the ills will be cured by winning, but I, I just, I don't know if this team has it in them anymore. They just seem, they seem discombobulated. Yes. Thank you, Naj, for coming in with your generosity. Much appreciated, my man. And yeah, the, the players don't have to like the head coach. You know, they, it, Sean Payton has been known to be very cutthroat, very aggressive, you know, very, he, he, he has expectations, lofty expectations. He's hard on his players. And, you know, Thomas, this, this team needs that. I mean, think about what has happened with the previous coaching staffs, you know, with Nathaniel Hackett, you know, he wanted to be the the likable guy. Everyone, you know, he wanted to be, you know, he was very, like, he wasn't aggressive at all. He was just, he wanted to kind of have Russ do his own thing. And we, we saw where that got this team. So having someone in the building to have people take accountability, I, I think is, is a breath of fresh air. This team needs that. And I think, again, this season is, it's a little rough just because Sean Payton already came in into this situation. So there really wasn't much he can do in this honeymoon season. But now you're seeing, you know, Sean Payton kind of trying to form the team in his own vision. And if you ask me the question of who do I trust, Russ Wilson or Sean Payton, I, I would definitely say Sean Payton. I trust more with the direction of this team. Now, it's Naj, it's very interesting that, and you mentioned this, Thomas, that, you know, over that winning streak, you know, everyone was loving it, you know. The Broncos were winning and there were a lot of there was a lot of excitement. But I think after that, I think after that Houston loss, I think for me, is when the team kind of started to not really be engaged and into the game. And I think that trickled down to what we saw with the Detroit Lions and definitely on Christmas Eve. So I'm hoping that with this change in quarterback and kind of the philosophy of Sean Payton, that the direction will change. But, you know, people may not like it, but this is this is Sean Payton's team now. (laughs) And so it has it's going to go his way. I find it interesting, though, when he was talking about making the change, you know, regardless of what it was for, it doesn't matter. But he one of the comments Mm -hmm. was. I can't change all, I can't change five offense linemen. I can't change five wide receivers. It's like, well, now you're saying that you wish you could, right? That's yeah. how it could be perceived that, well, we just really need to change this entire team around because it's all, it's all not very good, but you know, we can do the quarterback right now. And that, that was a bit of a surprise to me for him to say that. Now I'm going to tell you right now, I, I don't think there's a, a high level of talent on this team. They were, they were winning, but, when they go up against a talented team, it, it definitely shows. So, you know, he's probably right. They do need to change some stuff. And maybe he was just saying that because he's like, you know, trying to pass off, you know, Hey, I can't change everything. I can only change one thing right now and you know, whatever, but still that's a weird message to send. So it'll, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, uh, you know, over the next couple couple weeks to see if this team responds. I mean, that that's what you're going to have to see. Will this team respond uh, differently now that uh, the R- Russell Wilson is is benched? And if you don't like him, fine. I mean, whatever, it doesn't matter. We'll see if if this is if this sparks something in the team, not just in the offense, but in the team in general. Because 
right now there's uh, there's some big question marks that need to be answered uh, going forward. Yes, most definitely. Most definitely. We got Lawrence coming in from Lawrence. Facebook. Thank you so much for the Facebook stars, the support. Appreciate it, Lawrence. Says, what up, guys? I think the whole team quit, and it was sad because we were still in contention. Sean needs a boss. He's unprofessional this year. Well, you know, he is the boss. I mean, when it comes down to it, it's it's they paid him to be the the guy. Um, but you're right. It it did seem like they quit because when I like I said when I was watching that uh, mic'd up, and again, I, I I you know you only see a piece of it, right? You only see parts of of it, but they just didn't seem enthusiastic. Even when they tied the game up, it just, there wasn't a lot of enthusiasm on the sideline or anything, which kind of tells me that the team really is kind of checked out almost. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. It just seems, it seems strange. And to get beat by a banged up new England Patriots team at home, at home. It, that was, that's a hard pill to swallow, right? For fans and for the team itself. I mean, something isn't working. It's just not. And you can put blame on one person, the quarterback, but I think there's more issues with this team than a single quarterback. Well said, Thomas. You know, again, thank you, Lawrence, for, for coming in. And you're right. I said it. The, the whole team just looked, like I said, they quit. They they looked disengaged. Um, that whole game they did. You know, when they were making the comeback, no one seemed excited. No one seemed happy that they're even still in the game. I, they thought that they were just already out of contention. <laughs> you, you would you would think that looking at their faces. So, you know, I I I don't know what to say for this team moving forward. There, I think also that, and to your point, Thomas, the the winning streak and the turnovers on defense. Um, kind of really masked the talent um, deficiencies on this team. We, we we saw that there's still a lot, a long way to go for Denver guys. You know, the, the team still can't stop the run. Um, offensively, they just, sometimes the receivers just can't get open. And again, we're hoping with this new change at quarterback that the offense can look a little better but i think outside of this you know the the team really going to have to make some tough decisions and see what they can do you know on a lot of different on a lot of different positions on both sides of the ball just because i i don't know if the talent level is there for this team right now to to even make the playoffs let alone contend <laughs> for anything so that'll be interesting to see what sean payton does you know, in the off season and moving forward. Yeah. And, and part of the problem too, isn't, I mean, the running game has not been efficient or very, you know, they, they've kind of yeah. grind out some yards, but it's not enough really to, to really make the defense on honest at all, really. And that's hurt them. Their defensive, uh, you know, defense against the rush has been bad. I mean, th there's a lot of issues that are, that are going on and, like I said earlier, winning cures at all, right? Like if they can start winning, then it doesn't matter if, you know, if he's unprofessional or, or whatever winning, you know, it seemed like there was a renewed, renewed enthusiasm when they started doing, you know, in that win streak, it seems to be gone at this point. It like seem, seems to be completely gone. And we'll, you'll see tomorrow if people, if players are checked out, you'll see if they're not mentally prepared to, to play. 
And, you know, if they're making mental mistakes, if they look sloppy, you know, if it, you could, you'll tell that they're like, okay, we're, we're ready for the season to be over. And there, there was a lot of drama this year, really. I mean, one in five, and then, you know, you had this uh, win streak and then it's all, you know, this whole thing with Russell Wilson. I mean, there's been some drama going on. So maybe they are ready to just say, you know what, let's, uh, let's get ready for next year, but there's going to be a lot of players that are on this team that aren't here. And I think they know it. Mm -hmm. I think they're, with this, uh, knowing that Russell Wilson is is going to be gone and his dead cap hit over the next two years, you're gonna there are going to be some players that are no longer on this team and players who are you know like Garrett Bowles possibly could be gone like players like mm -hmm. that. So they know they're not going to be on the team next year because they're going to have to make a ma make some major deep cuts in order to get under the cap. So you know that that plays into it too. I, I don't know. It's it's gonna like I said, we're gonna find out a lot more. Uh, on Sunday, a lot more about the makeup of this team. Yes, well, well said, and thank you, thank you, Lawrence, again for coming in. So I know we only have a few more, some little bit of time left, Thomas, but let's let's get to some of the players to watch. Um, All right, for this game. Well, for, for me, I mean, Bowles is one to watch. It's gonna he's gonna go up against uh, Khalil Mack most likely for most most uh, of the game, I would imagine. Uh, McGlinchey as well because if he flips over there. But again, you got to remember, Mack is is what thirty three percent of all their sacks this year, and he hasn't had any in like three games, right? So he's a streaky player. You do not want him to get going. Because, you know, you, you don't want to have Khalil Mack have three sacks on the game, you know, to, to get him going. So I think it's highly important for Bowles and McGlinchey, you know, for that matter, to really do a job against him and keep that, you know, keep him inconsistent, but not uh, not in the favorable side. Nice. Cool. Great. Mine is Jared Stidham. <laughs> Surprisingly. <laughs> I would say, you know, we've heard you know, from players, uh, from Davis Webb, just how good of a mind Jared Stidham is when it comes to the meetings in, in the room, kind of breaking down film, knowing specific plays, reading defenses. I just want to see it on the field. I, I want to see how, again, it's going to be contingent upon how he goes through his progressions, how he can read those defenses, be efficient, attack the middle of the field, attack deep, know his checks, I just want to see him take command of this offense. Again, I'm not expecting 30, 40 points. I'm not expecting, I don't think any of us are expecting three, four touchdowns, three or 400 yards, but can he just take command of the offense, not hold on to the ball too long, not run into sacks? What, what does the offense look like under Stidham? So those are things that I look at um, tomorrow when it comes to his play. And I'm going to grab Naj again. He came in saying, Thomas, if they check out, we'll lose by three, D, three TDs tomorrow. You're right. It'll it'll be yeah. ugly. It'll be ugly. If, if that happens, then what? Where do we go from there? Well, most likely you're going to see a pretty big turnover in this team. And it's you're going to see a lot of rookies, right? You're going to have, they're going to have to get younger. They're going to have to, uh, you know, they're not going to be able to spend money in free agency like they did. They're going to need to get younger at key spots. So you're going to see the following year a large turnover in players. You're, you'll probably, if they give up and that's it, like you see that they're done, you're going to see a bigger turnover than you could imagine 
going. She goes, Sean Payton's sticking around. That's all there is to it. He's he's here. He needs he's he's in charge of turning this thing around, becoming a winning franchise again. They paid him to do it. They gave up a lot of draft choices to do it. You're going to see George Payton gone. You probably see Vance Joseph gone. Mm-hmm. You're going to see a, a turnover uh, much larger than than you would see if they actually uh, win these la- next two games. And you know they're just going to try try and get under the cap, so to speak. But if, if they give up, you're going to see a big turnover. You're you're going to see a lot of players traded or uh, let loose altogether. Perfectly said. Thank you, Naj. Yep. It, it's if if they are disengaged, if they're checked out, it's. It's on to 2024. You may see some, um, you know, rookies, some of their second, third um, string on the field, um, possibly to kind of see what that looks like. But, yeah, in the 2024, in the offseason, a lot of players are going to be, yeah, cut, traded. You know, this they may try to, you know, look in free agency to acquire more and, and look at some draft picks. But, yeah, it's, it's going to definitely be a big, a big, turnaround when it comes to the offense and defense because yeah Peyton isn't going anywhere you're right Thomas Peyton's here to stay and again he was afforded the right to build this team in his vision and right now the way this team is constructed he can't he can't build a winning culture so the 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 best way to do it is to just start anew (laughs) start anew um so yeah I'll definitely see this shift to the 2024 season happening if the Broncos are checked out tomorrow. And thanks for coming back in, Mike, with the uh, support. Really appreciate it. Mike Edels says, one, wanted to come back in and say, great show. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate that. Um, Also have a question. If Russ counts as dead cat money, how much are we saving by releasing him as opposed to sitting him? Go Broncos, go orange and blue view. Well, it depends, right? If they they, uh, designate his release after June 1st, They'll split up that dead cap hit. If they don't, it's all going to come in for in 2024, which is like 87 million or something. It's like a lot. So if they do it that way, there you're going to have to see a complete cleaning house of of anybody with a sizable contract to get because they're already projected to be about 20 million, 15 to 20 million over the cap as it is. So they probably can't do that. If they if they designate it for June 1st. I think that first year cap dead cap hit will be the same as if he pretty close to the same as if he played, uh, if he was on the team and and was going to play or whatever. So you still got to do some maneuvering with the cap, but then you, then they push that rest of that money into 2025, which is, is not bad. It's still a big chunk of change. Uh, but uh, you know, you can spread it out over two years and they'll have more cap relief in that second year. So that won't be as, as impactful, Uh, but yeah, if they release him and they don't do a post, you know, designate it to after June 1st, that's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to manage that cap. You're going to see a lot of restructures. You're going to see a lot of people gone, a lot of trades. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. Uh, Mike, appreciate it. Uh, I don't know the exact numbers. I can look them up, but I think the um, splitting it up is like 37 million, which is about what he would be. And then the rest of that is, is going to be into uh, this into 2025. So split up 85 or 87 million, whatever it is. Uh, So it's going to be, it's going to be tough. It's, it's not an easy one. And then the problem really is too, is you still have two years of cap tied up in the quarterback position for a person that's not even on your team. So when you think about, oh, well, we'll get a young quarterback 
and we can build the team around them. Well, that's not going to happen until 2026 because you still got all this money tied up in the quarterback position. You don't have that cap relief of a young rookie that's coming in. So what you're going to see is you're probably going to see Stidham as your guy next year, even though he's probably not good enough to really be a starter and a rookie quarterback, not first rounder, maybe, maybe a first rounder, but that's what probably what you're going to, they're probably going to be forced to do that because if they try and go out and get another quarterback, you got 5 million that you're paying Stidham. You got 37 million that you're paying Russ, who isn't even here. And then you're going to go out and get another free agent quarterback, which is going to probably be 10 million. That's a lot of cap tied up in the quarterback position for, you know, not having a franchise guy. Yep. Yep. All right. All right. So you got another player to watch. Yeah, uh, I've got uh, well, I've got Javante Williams. I mean, he's been a watch guy for me all year, pretty much, because he just can't get it going. Yeah. He needs to get something going. If the Broncos are going to win this game, they're going to need to rely on their running game a little bit more, I think. I, I think it would be a f- foolish to just unleash, unleash uh, Stidham and just like, okay, you're going to go win this game. You're going to have to run the ball. Javante Williams needs to have a, a solid game. Doesn't have to have a huge game, but he has to have a solid game this game. Yes, I, I agree. You know, yeah, he's been it's been tough for him this year, just getting going, like just breaking those runs. Um, so hopefully he, he can't get it going in this game. My player to watch, Zach Allen. Zach Allen. We 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 need someone to just shine on the D line. Um, is, is Zach Allen's time again? We've seen moments from Zach Allen this year, kind of later on the season, um, where he was a disruptive force. Uh, but you know, with the injuries on this offensive line, um, you know, they've struggled the Chargers' offensive line, you know, they've struggled at the right tackle position and inside in the interior. Um, so with that, you know, Zach Allen can definitely have affect the game. So I'm looking for him to just kind of break out maybe have a few sacks inside and we'll see what happens. But yeah, Zach Allen's my player to watch. Uh, mine's Jonathan Cooper. He he needs to get some pressure. You know, he's going to go up against um, uh, Trey Pipkins uh, most of the game, but he's got to apply pressure. You know, Browning's going to be out. Benito's coming back from injury. Cooper is really the, the guy that has to get some, uh, get some pressure on Easton stick from my perspective from the edge. You can get Zach Allen coming up the uh, the middle, but you really need to get that edge rusher going. And it really is going to kind of fall on, on Jonathan Cooper, uh, unless Benito is like fully healthy and ready to get back into it. Um, you know, he's still on you know, listed on the injury report, full participant, but you know, he still had that knee problem. So missed, you know, he missed some time. So I think Cooper really needs to step up and I like Cooper. I think and and I saw a uh, mile high huddle, uh, tweeted out that um, this will be if he can get another sack, he'll have the he'll have the most sacks since uh, Carl Mecklenburg of any drafted player that was drafted a you know seventh rounder or or uh, later. So it'll be inter- it'll be fun to see see that happen. So that's a long time ago. Car- Carl Mecklenburg is now in the senior pool for uh, the Hall of Fame uh, you know entry. So it's been a while since uh, a, a late round pick has. Um, has stepped up that 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 large. Yeah, nice. And my last player to watch, PJ Locke. Um, I, I want to see, you know, now that he is starting safety, no more Kareem Jackson. 
Um, wanting to just see him with the safety blitzes. I, I would like to see Vance Joseph deploy those and how he matches up with um, some of their wide receivers um, and their tight end. I know Gerald Everett um, of the Chargers is, is pretty capable and, and Quentin Johnson as well. Um, so just kind of seeing some of those matchups um, with him and then the safety blitzes and if he can maybe come up with a pick or two. Um, but PJ Locke has been, for the most part, great this year. Um, and hopefully he can continue that through this game and with the Raiders game as well. Yep. Yeah, no, I, I, I've loved PJ Locke's game uh, all year, all season. He's had a couple rough ones, you know, but for the most part, he has vastly exceeded my expectations because for me, he was third, kind of the third guy off of the bench. You got, you got Simmons and Stearns were the starters. Then it was Kareem Jackson who was coming in. And now you've got, uh, I mean, fourth guy is what I should say off really come in. Uh, but he's, he's outplayed all of them from my perspective. I think he's outplayed every safety on this team, including Justin Simmons this year. I think he's played better than Justin Simmons more. Well, I should say more impactful than Justin Simmons yeah. has been in, in a lot of games. So I'm like blown away with how good he he's been. It's, it's been fun to watch and, you know, someone that, you know, wasn't given much of an opportunity and came in and made something of it. So kudos to him. I, uh, I, I hope he has a bright future in the NFL for sure. All right, we're getting we are getting closer and closer to uh, in this show. So I'm just going to quickly go over uh, the injury report, and then we'll hit our stats predictions, and then we'll hit our uh, our other predictions. If there's no other comments that we want to jump on that come in, so uh, but what we've got for sure is uh, Baron Baron Browning is out. Dulcich is still out. I don't know if he'll play the rest of the season. I don't I don't know. Uh, Sutton is out. Uh, he's you know dealing with that concussion, so he's out. And uh, Alex Pelcheski, who came off IRR, IR, he's a full participant, but they're not going to they, – they've, they've listed him as out. They don't have to really do anything, I don't think, with him for until next week. Then they got to make a decision of whether they're going to, you know, uh, activate him or not. Um, and then from that, it's it's there's some questionable – I mean, questionable players. Like Jerry Judy's questionable because he's sick. And uh, Marvin Mims had a hamstring injury. He's questionable. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of – injuries going on or sicknesses going around uh, on this team. So uh, that might be the first time that they're really, really banged up going into a game because they've been relatively healthy for the most part this late in the season. And and this one's finally coming back to bite them. Now, my first stats projection is for Javante Williams. I don't think he's having a huge game, but I think he's going to be an uh, efficient 15 carries, 75 yards, no touchdowns. Nice. Okay, great. Mine is my first is Jerry Judy. Um, Jerry Judy's gonna have 10 receptions on 12 targets. He's gonna break that hundred yard receiving mark. This okay. time around 120 yards, yeah, and a touchdown. And I believe someone early in the chat had him for plus a hundred and, and two touchdowns. So I think I think we're speaking the same language here when it comes to <laughs> feature Jerry Judy um often. Yeah, and I'm gonna grab. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I've I've been kind of missing the uh, <laughs> the um, Facebook chat here with Facebook stars. But uh, Keith Brugman's here. Uh, thank you for being here, Keith. Appreciate oh, it. Appreciate the support through Facebook. Um, Thomas and Ron, does Peyton call this game similar to what he's been all season with Russ? And if not, what is the fallout? Yeah, hey, that that's interesting because I was thinking about this earlier today, Keith. I was like, is he going to let his ego kind of 
override better judgment and like just say, you know what, we're going to do something different. And, you know, I'm going to show everybody that Russell Wilson couldn't run this offense, but Stidham can. So we're going to showcase him differently. Or is he going to stick to what they've been practicing all year and, you know, do that instead? So I don't know. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. That's one of the things I was thinking about, Keith. Uh, today and, and thinking about watching that for that tomorrow is what is he actually going to do? What is the game plan get, plan going to be? And is it going to be quite a bit different? Now it may look a little bit different because, you know, apparently Stidham can see this middle of the field and he's going to be able to get the ball out quicker. We'll, we'll see if that's the truth or not, but you may see a, a bit different targeting, but is the, is his actual overall game plan going to be different, which will be interesting. And will he, I still, you know, like I said earlier in the show, Sean Payton seems to have an ego. Is he going to try and prove everybody that th in this game that Stidham was the right choice to go with? So that that it's a good question. Thank you for that, Keith. Yes, thank you, Keith. This is a great question. And, you know, when, when that announcement was made that they were turning to Stidham, I, I was thinking that as well of what if, you know, will the offense look different? <laughs> you know, will, will there be more emphasis on, you know, running versus throwing you know how, how does all that factor you know a lot of thoughts came to mind and i i again this is this is in fact this is kind of just what i'm thinking i do think they're going to be more more pass plays more plays down the field in the middle field again that does cater to the strengths of them so i, I wouldn't say they're going to be a lot of deep bombs but a lot of those quick intermediate passes um, to tie in some of those wide receivers, I can see a higher percentage of those. Um, but, you know, it, it is going to be interesting to kind of see, again, with some of those running plays, because I believe the running game still has to be um, still has to be executed as well. But, you know, it'll be interesting just to see how he does it, if it's going to be, you know, vastly different um, to kind of, prove his point <laughs> i don't know i don't know but I, I'm, I'm looking forward just to see exactly again what what stidham can provide for this offense now my next uh, player that i'm going to project stats for is brandon johnson because i <clears throat> depending on judy's status i mean brandon johnson may be the the guy that they have to target so he's you know he's going to have an okay game i if he's the old, if Judy's out and Sutton's out, then it might you might see Brandon Johnson have an even bigger game. And Mims, you know, if Mims is out as well, six catches for fifty yards in a normal circumstance. If if uh, Mims is out and Judy can't be healthy because he's sick, then you're going to see that uh, that yardage probably increase uh, and and targets increase quite a bit more. So that's where I, that's who I'm going with next. And uh, now you're up. Oh, all right, good one. My next, Julio McLaughlin, five rushes for 40 yards, and I do have him hitting the end zone once as well. All right. Now I've got Stidham. So Stidham's my uh, projection just because, you know, he's the he's the quarterback. I, I It's going to be hard to say, right? I think he's going to have an okay game. I don't think he's the savior of this team. I think he's going to go like 21 of 35 you know, 250 yards maybe and a touchdown and an interception. So no, nothing that's going to make everybody go, oh, wow, he's awesome. But, you know, and they're going to try and showcase him a little bit, uh, make it to seem like he uh, he was the he's the right, right decision and they're going to let him pass a little bit more than I would I would really want him to. So that's that's my guy. 
Nice, nice. Yeah, you're right. I don't think it's going to be yeah, a, a mind-blowing game for, for Stidham. But, again, all we're looking for is just to see if he can command the offense, be efficient. So that, that I would say that's a pretty reasonable stat line for him. And then my last is Woolets. So Woolets will have one field goal uh, in that 50-plus range and then also three made extra points. So he will account for six points for your Broncos. Right on. All right. Well, we are winding down. We are three minutes away till the top of the hour, and I'm going to give my score prediction. Uh, you can also go to milehighhuddle.com, and you can see every, every all the writers' predictions. So they're out there and and our reasoning for it. But for me, it's uh, I have the Chargers winning 23 to 17 because I just feel like the Broncos are kind of a mess right now, and that Patriots game really, really kind of took the wind out of me when it came to them knowing how to win. Cause they, they, they obviously don't. So it's a bit of a turmoil. Uh, I know the chargers are banged up with a backup quarterback. We're going to watch backup versus backup. I just feel like the, the Broncos are a bit of a mess and uh, I just don't know what to, I just don't know how to take them. Mm, okay. So one for the chargers. All righty. Interested to see what the chat think so that prediction thomas so i would say <laughs> <laughs> i would say for me you know both both teams are are, are, are bad let, let, let's face it you know it's the broncos now are coming away with injuries and the chargers are even more injured um as well so having said that i think with the new life under center you know, Stidham will start to make some of the plays that we were begging Russ to make. Again, expect more passes down over the field with that solid ground game. And with that, I do think that the Broncos defense will get back to form of at, at least two takeaways and pressuring stick enough. And in the end, the Broncos will win. So I have a score of Broncos 24, Chargers 14. All right. Well, great. Thank you so much for coming in tonight and being here with us. Thank you for the support. Don't forget to check out the other podcasts. There's plenty of good ones out there. Uh, we will be back next weekend, next Saturday, with our same show uh, for our, the final game, probably. I I don't know, Ron. I, I don't really have much hope for them getting into the playoffs at this point. I mean, technically, they're still alive. They'd have to win out. Uh, yeah, so that this might be our uh, the second to last pregame show, but we will be back next week. Uh, so thank you very much for coming in, Ron. Any uh, anything you want to say to the folks in the chat before we sign off? Yeah, so again, thank you everyone for tuning in and coming in with all of your questions and comments and support. Much appreciated. Enjoy the game tomorrow, regardless of the result. Um, we got oh, got Kevin Gray coming here with with a with a prediction. Broncos twenty four, Chargers seventeen. Good, thank thank you, Kevin. <laughs> we'll see if that happens tomorrow. Another one from Rodney sixteen fourteen Chargers win. Okay. Um, again, again, regardless of the result, just enjoy the game. You know, with all the drama <laughs> that has happened, um, in, in the Mile High City, it, it we still do have football tomorrow, and hopefully that the Broncos can at least finish strong and get a winning record at the end of the season. So that's, that's all that the fans can hope. For. 
Well, let's hope they do. Let's hope that the winning record happens. Um, it's going to be, uh, I don't know. It, at this point, it's it's all up in the air. I was a little more confident a couple weeks ago, not so much anymore. But yeah, yeah thank you, everybody. Appreciate it. Have a great, wonder, wonderful New Year's Eve and New Year. And uh, ring in the... Ring in 2024, and hopefully it's a uh, a much better year for the Broncos coming up. So thank you very yes. much. Have a great evening. Go Broncos. Thanks.